Okay, Sandy Rios with you on Sandy Rios 24-7. Well, all of you AFR Talk listeners are in for a treat. It's going to be a treat for me because we have a new host starting uh, on August the 14th. But here's the deal. Uh, I got acquainted with him because he filled in for Rush Limbaugh in the final months of Rush's life. He was one of my favorites. Uh, And so uh, you are in for a treat. And now he's joining us. He's going to join the AFR Talk lineup. uh, And and it's going to be enrich you. Todd is an expert on uh, technical. He understands politics in D.C. Uh, He certainly understands the issues of the day. He's lived in Seattle where, you know, all hell has broken loose politically and morally. Uh, He really has a strong foundation. And, of course, he is a strong Christian. So his, his show is going to be called the Disciples' View with Todd Herman. So put that on your calendar. It's going to start on August the 14th, and you're going to, going to enjoy it. And, me, and we're going to talk to him in just a second, so uh, don't touch that dial. Meanwhile, I want to thank our sponsor, Preborn, and I want to thank you for your incredible generosity. It just never ceases to amaze me how generous you are. Uh, Preborn has been able to save like 200 babies a day because of your help. And I, I know for sure that the numbers are good for us, that you guys are contributing a lot to making that happen. So thank you for that. Uh, it's $28 for one ultrasound, and that ultrasound is applied to a mom who's in distress. She gets to see her baby for the very first time. And over half of women who see that baby, their baby in the womb, choose to save the baby, choose not to terminate its life. So this is a powerful tool. And uh, you've, you've used it very well, and so let's uh, keep up the, the good work, all of us. If you haven't given yet or you want to give again, uh, of course, it's a good thing you know, to give again, <laughs> to have a recurring gift because the, the need continues. Uh, you just go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. And if you want to call the show after you hear Todd speak today, you might have some thoughts, some suggestions. You just you can call us at 662-821-2040. That's 662-821-2040. Or you can write us at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. You can listen on any podcast platform. AFR.net is a great place to go because that's our Home base, you can go to sandyrios.com. That's very simple, especially for non-podcasting types that are not used to this new sort of new medium. It's new to them. It's sandyrios.com. So, yeah, I think that's everything I needed to tell you. So sit back and relax. This is going to be fun and meaningful today. My discussion with Todd Herman on Sandy Rios 24-7. From American Family Radio. Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. That we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice. Not social justice, but God's justice. What's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up. Speak up. Say something. Do something. All right, Sandy Rios with you on Sandy Rios 24-7. Well, this uh, this is going to be fun. 
Uh, we don't have enough fun at this microphone. We're always talking about serious things. But I am delighted to tell you that we have a new um, host for our AFR Talk lineup. And the, re- the reason I'm saying with such delight, I, I really wanted Todd Herman to join our team. Uh, because I've heard him uh, many, many times uh, before. He used to be on radio in Seattle. I thought he had such wisdom, such wit, uh, such knowledge about a broad uh, broad spectrum of things. And he's also a really strong Christian. Uh, and then when Rush Limbaugh became sick in the last uh, kind of months of his life, there were probably three or four hosts that filled in for Rush during that last several months. Uh, but the one that really, to me, was the very best was Todd Herman. And so uh, when Bishop Jackson stepped down from his um, noon Central Time post at AFA, uh, I had suggested Todd before, and it just hadn't worked out, but this is another opening, and I thought this is a wonderful time to invite him again. And so Tim has done that, and he has accepted and I want you to get to know him, so I've asked him to join me today to just talk about himself, and maybe we'll talk about some news, too. But Todd Herman, uh, thank you for joining me in this very early morning out on the West Coast. No, oh, it's my pleasure. I just, for a second, I was trying to figure out who you're talking about. You're talking about wisdom and stuff. I thought, wait, I'm on the wrong <laughs> Scott, someone else coming on the show. I, I wanted to tell you, you know, when I found out about this opportunity, uh, you, it, to learn that you... Uh, were a fan of me coming in was huge for me um, and meaningful. And Frank Turek was part of that as well. And to hear to hear that you have the support of colleagues like that is just, uh, gosh, it's humbling. So thank you for that. Yeah, no, well, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm really happy. I want our lineup to be strong, and I think uh, you're going to strengthen it, Todd. Um, I, uh, I, I'm curious just how in the world did you – end up in Seattle and were you were you is this a Salem station KTTH uh, in in Seattle No uh, KTTH is a Bonneville station and um, I actually moved to Seattle for the first time uh, when I dropped out of college so I am a I'm a really lucky mutt in the life that I've got to lead being a tech executive <laughs> and startup guy and Microsoft guy and radio guy um, but I moved to Seattle um, to play in a band and Oh my, I didn't think that's not in your resume no, I just hide that part. But uh, my uh, <laughs> gentleman I consider to be um, a godfather, really just an adoptive father. Away. My dad was a great man. He died way too young. But he was a, a, a big-time radio guy. And so I got the advantage, Sandy, of being in his car, listening to him critique radio. And I got to live in his home. So I moved to Seattle. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. You're talking about your dad? Or- no, my dad, when my dad, my dad died too young. But my best okay. friend's father. Oh, I see. Was a, okay. was a radio guy. And so I got to sit there and hear Gary critique radio and, and talk about what is good and what is bad radio. And that's how I got to Seattle was to live with them um, after I dropped out of college to play in a band. And that brought me to the Lord. They're the first people I saw was a functional Christian family who lived the life. Um, and it was in radio uh, sales that I actually got the chance to get on air, which is what I really wanted, uh, in San Francisco, believe it or not, on an FM station, a music station. And this guy was making fun of me as the sales weasel. And um, he just, at the end of this, he goes, why are you in sales? You belong on the air. So it's been a long and winding path. But yeah, when I moved back to Seattle, uh, I had an internet radio company. Uh, We sold that, went to Microsoft. And the strangest thing was, 
Um, a friend of mine found out that Ben Shapiro needed a fill-in, and we did that for a while. It's a team show, and then I did it as solo. And then one day, uh, about six years ago, my program director sat me down. And you know what it is in radio sometimes. A PD brings you into the office. You're a little afraid. Uh, and, I do. I've uh, had that I've had yeah. that trip before to the office. Yeah. Join, join me for a moment, please. And he sat just want to talk goes, to you. Yeah, just, just you and me and maybe HR and a lawyer or two. But uh, he sat down yeah. and he said, do you have any interest in filling in for Rush Limbaugh? Oh. And I'm not given to speechlessness, but yeah, I, the, all the breath left my body. Um, and I said, no, absolutely not. But um, yeah, that's, that's how this path began. Uh, and I just can't believe what the Lord has done since I left radio because I left because of speech codes and they were telling me I needed to get injected and I refused on all those fronts. And I, I just I cannot believe the blessing he's bestowed on me since then. Well, you know, uh, when God calls us, it's always exciting. And I don't think we ever really know. I, I've always thought, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I had goals in life. I wanted to do whatever I want, did, I wanted to do with excellence. But I never mapped out that I want to be a radio show host or I want to go to D.C. and be the president of Concerned Women for America. Or I wanted, I, I, I would never ask for the things that God brought to me. And I think, I'm guessing from your statement here you feel the way the same way that god gives us exceedingly abundantly above all that we would ask or think we'd never and i think those that's when he can use us when we're just overwhelmed by what he's calling us to do well you rose to the challenge Todd, because um you did such a great job and i i was always so surprised because i go back well it'd be too long for me to talk about I actually never met Rush, but I know David. David was my agent for television, and um, and when I was at CWA, of course I, you know, I listened to Rush and loved. Who didn't? Uh, that was a conservative show. He was the master, um, and he we had an intersection in other ways, which I won't go into. Uh, but uh, when you filled in for him, you just rose. You just rose to the challenge. You know, don't you think oh. that happens? Like we, you know, we have. Sometimes we rise to the challenge and we become better than we even thought we could be. I don't oh, know if indeed. you felt that way. Uh, indeed. And, and I'd love to hear your, your face story and, and your testimony personally and, and, and how that came about to you. But yes, uh, I, I don't know that I rose to the challenge. Uh, I, I would oh. say that, that you know, God through me did that. But um, gosh, I, I'll tell you, as a radio person to a radio person, uh, I think you'll understand this, that when I got that call, we were going to do that. And you probably know James Golden, who the listeners will yes. know as Bo Snurdly, Rush's dear friend, 28 years with him. James was kind enough to fly out to Seattle to do the show there with me. And I was fine. We were prepping the show. I was fine. And, and it's Rush, and it's his brand. And, and I, I've, I've listened my whole life, it seemed. And uh, I was fine. And I went into the studio, and I was fine. And a couple colleagues came and opened the door and said, you got this. And I was fine. And James said, how are you doing? I said, I'm good. Uh, and they, when they're getting ready to air the show, they used to run down the, uh, the line. They would run Rush's Great Parodies. So I'm, I'm grooving to that. That's fun. I'm fine. And then, the, then it goes silent. Yep. And I hear them that satellite tones. And for the listeners, this is just simply letting the affiliates know what's there. Beep, beep, beep. And then his music rolled. 
And I was panicked. I was utterly, <laughs> utterly panicked. <laughs> and I honestly, Sandy, I expected at that point someone to come in and open the door and say, hey, wait, we just figured out who you are. You're that community college dropout tech guy. What are you doing here? Get out. Oh. And um, I got through the first hour and James came along so kind. He's like seven feet tall, just this <laughs> massive booming voice. There's a show at WABC in New York. And, and James came in and said, okay. That first hour was fast. Everybody does that. Everybody's nervous. Now, let's hear Todd. And um, they were so kind. And really, um, you know, speaking of faith, Sandy, that, that we were, I, I prayed before I did Rosh's show. I dropped to my knees and I prayed. Yeah. And Father God convicted me after that. He said, why don't you pray before your own show? Why is it that Russia's audience, though larger by orders of magnitude, why is it more important? And he just convicted me. And I shared with my dear friend and former producer, Alex, that I want to pray before the show. And Alex is a, is a discipled Christian. So we did. And that was the moment that the show began to change. And that was the moment where... This, this, and maybe this happens to you. I'd like to know this. Do you, do you ever find it difficult to not speak the word of God as a host? Do you ever find yourself just simply wanting to speak God's word? Oh, yes. Of course I do. I mean, but I've been, yeah. you know, I've been at it longer than you have. And when I first started, ah, uh, Todd, how can I say this? I had a goal in mind, but I didn't even know. I don't think I could have verbalized it at the time. I did not want to be, now this is going to sound snobby. I didn't want to be a Christian female host talking about the way Christian female hosts talk. I, I'm, I'm cut from a different cloth. I'm more like a guy. Oh, I, I should tell you, when, I, when they offered me the job in Chicago, they, they told me they wanted me to do, you probably know who Dick Staub was. Dick was the drive time host uh, when I started, never done radio before. Uh, and when, and they, they were kind of wooing me for the job because I'd started on Moody Radio years ago, and I didn't do much there. I just was like a sidekick for the, to the national guy. Um, it always amazed me that you got paid for talking. I, that just seemed so, so simple. I just was embarrassed to, to even do a thing like that. But So, I, so they called me. They want, they're interested, uh, and they finally offer me the job. But they say, we want you to do a show for women, you know, Dick is doing this great sh- sh- uh, drive time show. We just thought it'd be nice to have a show for women. And I said, you know, if you want me to talk about breastfeeding and menopause, I'm not your man. I, I don't want to talk about women. Are you kidding me? I couldn't believe I did that, Todd. But I'm just telling you, I, had, I wanted to talk about everything. And in the process of that, share my faith, whether it was some, not constantly, but as appropriate. So that was really my heart when I started. And I think really God, we used secular bumper music. We had you know, great production like Rush had. Actually, we had great production. I wanted to be mainstream in terms of sound, but bring the gospel in the, tech, in the context of that. So that was kind of my mission. That's probably a long oh, answer. A be- Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a beautiful answer. Uh, it's a beautiful answer. I, uh, you know, God leaves us these signs, and, and to our detriment, we don't... Um, you know, sometimes, or at least I don't uh, initially see them. When I first started at uh, KTTH in Seattle, I guess it was probably six months in, uh, I walked out and there was someone had left a Bible on the mailbox. And <laughs> um, I opened it up 
and well, no, that's not true. It was opened, um, and it was um, the Apostle Paul uh, preaching that great, um, uh, the great sermon of men of Athens. I see that you are very religious. In fact, <laughs> yes. you have you worship an idol that <laughs> to an unknown god, covering right. all the bases and. Um, I didn't, I, I, I did not understand God's providence and why he put me there. Sandy, he put in my mind, no matter where I was, I mean, I could be out trying to take our company into an IPO and I was, I was blessed to do these startups and, you know, working in Hollywood, which was, gosh, it is truly a fallen place. Uh, not as fallen as the Babylon of Seattle, which we could talk about, but, um, wherever I was, uh, the things of this world always went back to this dream of doing radio. And it didn't matter what I was doing in my life. As chief digital strategist at the RNC, and I'd wake up with this happy dream where some talk show host was sick, and they said, hey, hey, you used to do talk radio. <laughs> um, but it was when, I'll tell you when this all became so, so really meaningful to me, was when um, the COVID lockdowns were installed. And I, I had this sense um, that, that everybody was scrambling for understanding and, and, and scrambling in fear. And fear is not a godly emotion, as you know. And when we started the show, to change that, we, we, we did the show open, Today's the Day the Lord Has Made. These are the times which God has decided we shall live. And I'll do a different open uh, on um, a disciple's view on this network. Um, I do that on my podcast. Um, but I will do a different open on this network because the show is going to be different. But we started asking people, like, how are you? And started just doing simple fact checks and invoked God's word into that. And when I got my first note from someone saying, your show brought me back to church. Uh, I wasn't discipled enough at that time to, to sim- write back and say, no, God did that. But it was touching and it was meaningful beyond ratings or... Um, great interactions with listeners and, I, and given your career and tenure and what you've done and, and the achievements and how God's worked through you, I'm sure you get notes like that. That was my first. Uh, and then to see, I'm gifted to speak at a church to see uh, people come to the Lord for the first time. I was terrified that I would feel that I'd done something and thank God I, I didn't feel that way. So the, the more we've worked with the podcast and, and, and this, this radio show on AFR is uh, going to be very, very centered on God. And I've already just gone through and looked at some of the themes of how I want the show to go. Uh, but wow, Sandy, it is, it is beyond anything I could imagine in terms of earth reward. And I know yeah. you know what I mean. I do. I, I, I want to do, do be specific. I mean, what do you have in mind for that noon central time show that you're going to take? And what's the date, start date? I don't even know. I don't read. It's I don't coming know. up this Monday. This Monday. Monday. Okay, I should have known yeah. that, but yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. So what do you have in mind? What well, do you it's have called in mind? The Disciples View with Todd Herman. Okay. And uh, there are a number of things that, that God has put on my heart. One is we're going to talk about news. We have to talk about the events of this world. But I'm really focused on not being transformed by the events of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think of Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Um, yeah, that's part of 12, 2. But when we, when we see politics as it is, 
the naked corruption, the, the, the not even really trying to hide the corruption anymore. A uh, couple things. I can be transformed. I can become angry. Uh, I can become bitter. None of those things are a fruit of the Spirit. Uh, that can change my attitude towards people. I can become less charitable, uh, less temperate in my views with them. Now, that doesn't change my strong opinions about politics, and I'm a conservative Christian, and, and I'm probably a bit of a populist. Um, but I can feel my heart transformed. And last night, as I was thinking again about this launch on Monday, God gifted me with a very scary thing. Huh. Very scary. And that was that I felt mercy. Mm-hmm. I felt mercy for the corrupt leadership. I you felt mean in the mercy. country? Yes. Oh. I felt mercy for Nancy Pelosi. I felt mercy for some of these corrupt people. And it was frightening because sometimes God wants to change us. And maybe I don't want to give up my bitterness. Maybe I don't yes. want to give up my anger. Maybe that's fun. And it's a dopamine hit. And, and our, our brains are sort of wired that way. So I really want to make sure as we go through the news and analyze the news, the, the big picture, the, the minutiae of the news, um, that we are not transformed. And yep. one other thing that he gifted me with Sandy that is just, man, I can't even believe I didn't see this. The Lord Jesus did it all wrong. I mean, according to the world, he did it all wrong. He had no idea what he's doing. Buddy, you got to go to the power centers. What are you doing? You got to go meet with the Pharisees and, and make peace with the Sadducees and create some relationships. And the Lord Jesus said, no, I will go to the people. I will go to the poor. I will go to the common people. I will go to the shepherds seen as the lowest in society. And here I was going to the power centers. Oh, well, maybe Ted Cruz will save us or, or maybe President Trump or perhaps Ron DeSantis. And we are called to go door to door, not just sharing the gospel, but also building the kingdom. And if we do that from the ground up, we're going to have better results than if we try to go to the powerful. Because when we operate in the way that Lord Jesus modeled, we're going to get better success. So I really want to explore those themes. And there's much more, but I I want to have the show be... An analysis of the news strictly from the view of a disciple trying uh, to get out of the way and let God build the kingdom through me. Yeah, I get it. And I find that, um, Todd, there are different phases uh, in our calling, and ours is radio and media, but things change and there are different there are moments for things. And this is a different moment for you. It may not be where you land forever, but there just a, there's this God, you know, I, well, I, I don't want, let's just leave it that. Um, I want to ask you a couple of things. Excuse me, because one of the things that you used to do uh, when I listened to you was, uh, opine would be the word, I suppose, on what was happening to Seattle. We don't have to do a full-bore discussion of that, but I'm guessing that that had a traumatic effect on you personally, your family, and your career. Uh, Can you just give us a thumbnail sketch of how bad things were? You have departed. You don't live there now, correct? Yes, three years. uh, We're in the uh, high mountains of free America in North Idaho. Oh, Idaho. uh, Okay. Yeah. And and, um, we had to leave because of a um, horrible thing we went through as a family. We've talked about this a bit um, on my podcast and the radio. Um, Our daughter was not safe there, period. 
And I will tell you this, and I'll tell you from the bottom of my heart, no child is safe in, the, in the, what I call the separate country of Washington. None. Um, and what has happened to Seattle began about 30 years ago uh, with a promise, uh, very, very um, serpent-in-the-garden type promise, that they would uh, engage in something called harm reduction, and they would simply do a needle exchange. And you're familiar with the political Overton window. Obviously, we know yes. how Satan lies. So we'll just, you bring us a dirty needle, we'll give you a clean needle. The way that has been transformed and that's it's purposeful is now you just simply walk up and get 300 heroin needles just because you want some. This you don't have to exchange anymore. You no. just get them for free. and they Right. Okay. This is in a city where it's illegal to hand someone a drinking straw. That, that, that's a fact. You, you can take a syringe and break the needle off and suck drinks through it, and that's legal. You, you're not allowed. Restaurants can't have drinking straws. Oh, I so, see what you're saying. Uh, I mean, but that's, that's the priority. And I will tell you this, that there is a... Um, the, the, the spiritual war there is so thick and so obvious, and there's brave Christians there fighting, and, and, and may God bless them with the armor. But I would give you this example. We've seen the, the perverse, pornographic, so-called sex ed in the schools. We've seen the lies about gender, the lie of transgenderism. No child has ever been born in the wrong body. We are our bodies. Um, when they passed in Olympia, the state capitol, a, the, the first of these sex ed bills. And they did it against 80 to 89% of parental input. They did it on a Saturday night at midnight. Um, Sandy, some of the language in that bill was so perverse that the public television station had to censor it during debate. <laughs> they, and so oh. when it passed, there was a ceremony on the steps of the Capitol was this in regard to, wait, hang on a second. Was this in yeah. regard to uh, what? Children, sexuality, books, literature, school? What What, what was the bill yes. centered on? So, so the bill was um, that there was going to be a template for what sex ed must be in the state. Okay. Um, and the template was it must be um, these, these very, very perverse uh, types of sex ed, and I won't even get into the physical acts they describe, but I, I can tell you this, that uh, I had to look some of them up in a, in a dictionary. I didn't know what they were, and I've, I haven't always been a discipled Christian. You'd think I would know these things, and the whole point was that there were only two providers, both of them blessed by Planned Parenthood, of this sort of, 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 of curricula, and when that passed, it became clear to school districts you only have one way to do this is to go to one of these two curricula and it will be taught. And incidentally, it will not just be in sex ed. It's to be inserted into math classes and literature classes. And this is starting with kids five years of age. Um, and when that passed, there was this ceremony, Sandy, on this like, sunny day in Olympia, where people celebrated the passage of this. One of that group, one group was Planned Parenthood. The other was the Satanic Temple. And the Satanic Temple poured blood and oil on the steps of the capital of Olympia. And they said, our bill is law. 
So if that's not chilling, I, I don't know what is chilling. What this is manifested into, and, and this always shocks people. I, I, when I first told Seattle stories on Rush's show, um, the production team said, hey, can you give us links to this because people think you're lying? And yeah, I'll give you links. Right now, anywhere in the country, a kid who has been conned into believing they're born in the wrong body or they, they want to have an abortion, if they can get a $19 Greyhound ticket, they can go to the separate country of Washington. They can walk into Planned Parenthood or walk into a support center or walk into a school and say, my parents will not affirm me. And they will hide that kid from the parent. They will hide them. They will conceal them. Um, and if they have a, quote, compelling reason to never tell the parents, they won't. The police are not allowed to help parents find their kids. And that state will pump them full of wrong sex hormones, will do wrong sex surgery, will give them an abortion. They won't tell the parents, but Sandy, they will send you a bill. They'll bill your insurance company. And if you don't pay, your insurance canceled. So when I describe this as Babylon, you know, Nebuchadnezzar had to send out armies. He had to feed his armies. Um, Seattle simply advertises this fact. And I mean, that's Washington State, but it was born out of Seattle. That's a, that's a little tiny taste uh, of what has gone on on the West Coast. Because the same thing holds true in, uh, largely in California. Oregon has been just decimated by what I call the sexual left. Uh, Massachusetts, uh, too. Uh, you know that. I, I would just say, this reminds me very much of, okay, bottom line, I think you're describing, those of us that are Christians know there's evil in the world. And we believe that what's happening is wicked. But rarely do we actually see like you get a glimpse of Satan himself. You just think it's bad, it's terrible what's happening. And I, that really makes me think of a, of a tunnel celebration in Europe in 2016. I don't know if you remember this, Todd, but they were uh, celebrating the opening of this tunnel. And all the world leaders there, Angela Merkel was there and Macron and all, you know, everybody, all the leaders. And it was a, an outright pagan worship it was i don't even know how to explain it it was uh people dressed like satan uh it was it was just the creepiest thing the dances that they did i was just astounded because i felt like this is pagan worship we're watching something really and truly from the pit of hell uh and the european leaders are standing there clapping and enjoying the whole thing it was we, so we see a glimpse uh and honestly I guess the thing is, Todd, we, it, it, in, the, in the weird way that it is, it confirms our faith because we, we really do know it's evil, and now we're seeing it even more boldly than we ever imagined. Absolutely. It's so well said. And it's also, remember, that for me, what, what energizes me in this is praise God um, because I think that, that he is now torn uh, the curtain from another temple. He's torn the, torn the curtain that blocked D.C. And he's saying, look and see. See, see. see how the simple things confound the wise. Look and see what, what broken people are doing and decide, is this, are these your saviors or shall I be your savior? Um, I think in allowing some of these demonic uh, forces, and I think they are demonic, and uh, having faced them face to face, and, and I'll, I'll probably tell the story in the first a uh, Monday about facing these people face to face. 
having seen this face to face, praise God that he has um, created the easiest to, to pass pass fail test in history. Do you stand with the people from the satanic temple who want uh, to pervert the minds of kids beginning at the age of five or do you not? And there are only two sides. So I, I've seen Sandy since we moved. I am aware of about 60 families who have left Seattle to move to North Idaho. Um, I, 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 my pastor tells me one day, you're, you're one of our best recruiters. I said, what do you mean? He said, oh, there's 20 or 25 people who attend this church, former, formerly from Seattle, now here because of you. Well, not because of me, but because of God. There is a parting that I think God is creating. I think he's calling his people out of these places. Yeah, I do and too. You do? do so, okay, so you I think do. that's... I do. Well, I, this is my personal opinion. I've said this for years on the air. I, I'm in the business of warning people and trying to help them think biblically, even if they're not Christians. Even if I don't say that sometimes, depending on the venue, uh, I'm trying to help them make their way through it and see God through it. Uh, but one thing I've always said is there will come a time when it's over. It's too late. And we will have to withdraw. And I will let you know. I will tell you from the, I'm not that I'm, you know, it's not God's word, but I will tell you when I feel like it's over and we can't do anymore. Uh, and we have to retreat. Uh, I don't think we're there quite yet, uh, but I think oh. we're getting close, Todd. Oh, goodness. I, I, I have to tell you because um, I don't want to depress people further, but um, I will tell you because this isn't a depressing story. I had a friend of mine whose uh, adult brother fell into the gender con. And was pursuing, in fact, was on um, estrogen as a man in his 30s. And his family was panicked. And two things happened. He saw the Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney commercial. And he viewed it as mockery. Mockery of his mother. uh, Mockery of his sisters. And it cracked this this illusion into which he'd been cast then he happened to go to seattle pride and what goes on at seattle pride is uh i'm trying to think of a polite way to describe it unspeakable really it's the kind of thing we're not supposed to even speak or think of but we we have to cover it in the in the jobs that we do but it's just it's unspeakable he was saved at, at that moment from that delusion <laughs> and, and at that moment at that moment he cast all of this aside and he called his brother Alex and he said I get it I get it and God is good and God has saved me from this so even the, of course we know this that the light shines in the darkness the darkness can neither understand it nor overcome okay. it there are moments like this in these fallen areas where the people who come to faith in these areas, it's like the people who come to faith in, in, in communist China or in the Middle East. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Because right. if you well, can do it the, there. <laughs> well, Todd, you know, I mean, this is like a cliche, but we know as things get darker, uh, the light of Jesus, the light of truth, the power of the Holy Spirit becomes more bright, irresistible. Either you hate it or you love it. It's, you cannot resist it. And so the lines are being drawn. And we're in the business of trying to guide people and trying to, uh, through the news, I say, this is my, my mission, 
through the news, gives, it gives me a chance to talk about God's work in this world whenever I can. And so that's, I think, that's what I've heard you do too, Todd. I was always amazed uh, when you were filling in for Rush that you were so blatant about your faith. And I, it was interesting, you know, Rush was not, um, well, I don't know where he stood spiritually. I would just, we just all know that he did not, he had Christian values and principles for the most part. Uh, he was not a, an enemy of the faith, but he was not exactly uh, a professing Christian all those years. Uh, but boy, he changed in the last, he changed. <laughs> he really changed. He started talking about his faith. It was just really, we got to listen to it on the air, you know, as he transformed. So um, I just thought it was a wonderful thing when, you know, actually, could I ask you, who, who was it James Golden who heard of you? Who, who, who heard you and wanted you to come fill in for Rush? Well, let me start with this. Um, I hope that everybody heard Rush share his testimony in the last days because he did an hour on it. And he did an hour where he described his reluctance to have shared his relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And where he did a full hour about feeling prayers. Where he said, I feel you praying for me. Uh, Rush was not afraid in the least of dying. Uh, so I just want people to know that that, uh, in my mind, that, and I didn't know Rush well, and, but in, the, in my mind, that was a firm transformation. Um, oh, I think so, way, too. Uh, I don't, yeah. if I indicated in, that I had any doubt, I didn't know. I, I think he yeah. really came to faith and. It was great. It was wonderful. Yeah, no, so. and I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I just I want the I want your listeners to know that. And, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, the way it happens, it, uh, just another I think God thing is um, when my program director called me in, and he said, "Do you have any interest in this?" I said, uh, "Yeah, of course." And uh, so I took the first phone call was from a gentleman. Um, named Craig Kitchen, and you've been on radio long enough to know who Craig yeah. is. Craig was, is, well, was, because Rush has passed, but um, probably in the inner circle with Rush, probably one of three, probably one of two in the end. Um, Craig was his personal manager. He is the consummate gentleman, brilliant radio mind. He loves this medium so much. Gosh, he's a gift. And so I talked to Craig. And then Craig said, you're going to get a call from a gentleman named, um, you'll know as Bill Nerdly, his real name is James Gold. <laughs> so James called me, and James was the defender of the brand. If you didn't pass muster with James in describing the Limbaugh <laughs> brands, you're out. Um, if he got any bad sense about you, you're out. So James and I talked for about uh, 45 minutes, and then we'd agreed that if, in fact, the Maha, God rest him, said, um, gave his okay, then James would come to Seattle to, um, to do the program with me. And I said, okay, if that happens, please let me buy you dinner. Um, I, I've lived in Seattle for some time. I'll take you to a great vegetarian. But he's a vegetarian, James is. I'm not, but he is. And James he says, is oh. Now that I did not know that he doesn't yeah. look like a vegetarian. Yeah, true story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And he said, um, "Oh, you know, I, I, I've done a lot of business in Seattle. I had a company located in Seattle." And I said, "Oh, what's a company?" He said, uh, "I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's World Stream Live or something." And I said, "Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're James Golden." He goes, "Yes." And you're Todd <laughs> Herman. I go, "James." 
<laughs> we, my internet radio company looked at buying you guys. I was the CEO of The Dial. And he went, that Todd Herman? You're that Todd Herman? And he said, I loved what you did at The Dial. And it was all of a sudden, it was not people meeting for the first time, but people reintroducing themselves um, in, these, in this new configuration, although not that new for James. He'd been doing it for 28 years. So that's how that happened. Um, and uh, you know, one of the funny stories of that time was in the, in the, uh, in, in the closing days. I, I don't know how funny it is, but in, in the closing days um, when Rush was very, very sick um, and it was touch and go, I got a phone call. No, I got a text from Craig doing, during my show. And he said, I know you're, this is, he's such a gentleman. I know you're doing your important morning show in Seattle, which must be your focus. Is there any way you could get to Spokane uh, to fill in for Rush? I do not believe he's going to be able to perform today. And I said, yes, I have a pre-record I can use for the last segment. I will come in. Uh, I will be getting there just as the show opens. So on the way there, Sandy, I'm on the phone with the team. What's in the rundown? What do we want to talk about? Because I hadn't had a chance to build a show sheet. And we collaborated on that, got in about 9.03 in the morning. The show opens nationwide, 9.07. And <laughs> we did the show. And, um, and this was the, the word from Rush. Now, think of the opportunity as a talk show host to fill in on the biggest talk show in history. The word from Rush was, and this is so, so Rush. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day away from your family to care for my program. And by the way, you did a passable job. <laughs> and that, and of course, I said, that's, that's uh, uh, you know, the, well, you my feedback is that's, that's about as good as it gets as he goes, it's, it never gets better. <laughs> Uh, the, the, oh, you should put that. Uh, that has to be like on your wall, framed or something. You did a possible job. <laughs> oh, I actually have um, a. Um, I have a phone call from Rush when we were celebrating uh, one of the anniversaries of the Seattle show, where he did pronounce me an EIB certified professional talk show host. Wow, that's now that is cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, I can't top that, but he once called me the CWA babe. <laughs> oh, I think I remember that. Uh, yeah, I was the CWA babe. But anyway, uh, listen, he's just, uh, we know where he is. He, he blessed our lives in so many ways, and he had such impact on this culture. Uh, and it's just, uh, you know, some things you can't quantify, that's one of them. But uh, Todd, okay, so you're starting with us on Monday, the Disciples' mm -hmm. View, the to uh, with Todd Herman, with Todd Herman? Yes, the, the Disciples', disciples view. view with Todd okay. Herman, yep. Okay, so that starts Monday. It's noon Central Time. It's uh, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. And by the way, of course, you'll need to go to AFR Talk to listen to this, or you can go through TuneIn Radio or iHeart. I think iHeart. Uh, but however you listen to radio, wherever you are, you can find it at AFR.net, and uh, uh, it'll be great. In fact, uh, I'm going to end this program. I never do this. Well, I, don't, I do sometimes, but today what I'd like to do, Todd, if you don't mind, can I, can I pray for you? Oh, please. Let me take off my hat. I'm just wearing a hat in my indoor studio. And yes, okay. please. All right. Okay. Uh, Father, I do. This is a new adventure for Todd. And we know how wicked the times are. 
And so I just pray that you would use our voices uh, to uh, speak your truth. Can't do that without you. Just cannot. It's not possible. We may be coming upon the last days in which we can talk freely uh, because we know that uh, the evil one is just spreading over us like the, like the death angel we just kind of imagine. It's just He's just grasping at everything. And so, Father, help our words to count for something. Uh, help them to be true and sharp and powerful by the, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Bless Todd and his family, his little girl. Uh, help him to be even a better husband. Uh, increase his, his huge brain. Increase it further, his under, understanding, his, uh, his knowledge. And I just pray that you would bless him in this new entity. And I pray for all the listeners now who don't even know what they have in store for them, but it's good. And I'm grateful. So thank you for Todd and his uh, devotion to you. And thank you for this new opportunity and for the blessing of it to all the rest of us. And I pray that in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sandy. Okay, so so Todd, um, you need to go forth because I think you have another show you've got to record. But I love this time with you, and we'll we'll do this some other time, and maybe we'll talk about actually talk about issues. We might even get into issues. Let's do that. Let's let's make that a regular thing. I would uh, I would cherish that. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. Best of luck. Oh, that that's a silly thing to say. All the best. God's blessing. His power spilling. All of that to you, Todd. God bless you. God be with you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Sandy Rios on Sandy Rios 24-7. This is National Truth for Youth Bible Week on American Family Radio. Uh, What we're doing is we are giving free Bibles to kids ages 13 through 18. Now, this is a little different, so listen. We are giving away free Bibles to teen who promises that they will, in turn, give that Bible that was given to them to one of their friends at school. So that's the way it works. And so if you're listening and if you just go to truthforyouth.com, you can then order your free Bible. If you want more than one, there is a, a small charge, but the first one's free. And then you'd give it to your child or grandchild and talk to them about it. And the deal is that they promise that they will give that Bible away to one of their buddies at school. Isn't that a great idea? The goal is to help us get 60,000 Bibles into the hands of teens. So it's just as simple as that. Truth for Youth Bible Week. Uh, you go to truthforyouth.com. That's truthforyouth.com. And you know what? You have no idea what God has in store when you take that step. That's truthforyouth.com. This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio. Sandy Rios back with you, and uh, just reminding you, we have a brand new sponsor. It's Christian Health Ministries, uh, it's a, and they're getting ready for enrollment, so this is a good time to check them out. It's a wonderful way to provide medical care for your family uh, through uh, an entity that's not related to insurance in any way, and they have different plans uh, that you can choose if you need more coverage or less coverage. It's affordable. Uh, and enrollment, as I said, is now. You can use your doctor. You don't have to go to a network of people you don't know. You can choose your doctor. You can choose your hospital. Uh, and that's through Christian Health Ministries. Just go to chministries.org, chministries.org, and tell them that Sandy sent you. And by the way, if you have something to uh, ask us about, if you have a comment to make, you can call 662 821 
2040-662-821-2040. Or you can go to Sandy at AFR.net and write just an old-fashioned email. Did you ever think it would be old-fashioned to write an email? But it is now. Or you can go to SandyRios.com to listen very, very simply, especially for those of you that are maybe not techies. That's a great way to go. Plus, even if you, you'll find some more information about the show and about other things at SandyRios.com. You can listen on any podcast platform. AFR.net is our homepage. Uh, and I think that's, I think that's everything. Oh, oh, Facebook is Sandy Rios 24-7. Sandy Rios 24-7. I've asked my husband, my sweetheart, bros, the former FBI agent, to join me because, Bruce, you're the one, actually, that that um, brought my attention to Todd Herman. Yes, uh, I was an avid listener to the Rush Limbaugh show, and when Rush got ill and would have these guest hosts, there was one that just stood out so much for so many different reasons. His knowledge about technology, because he, he had run a, a technology company, his views on politics because he'd been involved deeply with the Republican Party. But what was amazing is listening to what I would call a, not just a nationwide show, but probably a worldwide show with the Internet, was on the Rush Limbaugh show, this man professing his belief in Jesus. And not that Rush stayed away from that, but he really did not go there very often. And here's Todd Herman going there every day. And it had to be very impactful on a lot of those people who were listening to that show. You know what else? Uh, He was that. Then he would jump into the news and bring incredible perspective. Remember how good he was on COVID, on the stats? I mean, he could make the case better than anyone because he's a techie. So he has like, uh, he's just really good at repeating facts and bringing them to you in, in different ways. Uh, and I thought that was really captivating. Yeah, his knowledge, it, it goes across such a spectrum because of all the things he's done. And it's interesting to hear his story that he shared with us today that, you know, he came from this beginning where he was sort of a, a you know, a band playing college dropout to what he's doing now. It just shows you again the power of turning your life over to Jesus and how he can change us as people. And the other thing that always struck me about Todd was, you know, he was living in Seattle. He's on the air there at the time. And, you know, you have an audience, and they're living there also. And it's kind of hard to, to, to bring up the warts of where you live. But he was unafraid to do that. And what he has been is a witness to all of us of the dangers of kicking God out of public life, kicking him out of your personal life. Seattle, you heard what Todd had to say about it. Uh, And that was just a tiny bit. That was just the tip of the iceberg. When I I lived on the West Coast 20 years ago, Seattle was absolutely beautiful. Everyone loved going there. It was a great place to enjoy. the, the, The beauty was just stunning. And now you have people everywhere that are using drugs, that are set up in tent cities, uh, that are harassing people and doing all kinds of things. And Todd was able to bring that knowledge to us. Not, you know, we hear about these things, but we hear about them usually third hand or so about what's going on in places like 
like Portland and that. Todd was an eyewitness to what it was doing to his town and to his family. Yep, and he explained it so beautifully. Also, he's great with callers. His uh, his interaction is so uh, wise and just entertaining. So, look, have we said enough? I'm just telling you, we're high on Todd Herman. We are delighted that he's going to be part of the AFR Talk Network. Uh, and you can hear him starting on August the 14th, the Disciples View with Todd Herman. So, uh, so there you go. And uh, before we say goodbye, I want to thank my sponsors. You know who they are. Wait, what's the first one? Preborn. Preborn Network Clinics have rescued over 200,000 babies from abortion. Every day, 200 babies' lives are saved. But they can't do it without our help. If it's time for you to give again, if you have never given before, just go to preborn.com slash Sandy and pay for a couple of ultrasounds for a woman today. It's preborn.com slash Sandy. And also, I want to thank Christian Healthcare Ministries, who's thrown their hat in the ring uh, to also be a sponsor. It's the longest-serving health cost-sharing ministry. It's been around for over 40 years. It's not, uh, you've heard some others, but this is different. This is a different one. It's Christian Healthcare Ministries. They're helping Christians pay for and pray for one another's medical bills. Make the switch today and start saving. Visit chministries.org. That's chministries.org. And tell them that Sandy sent you. All right, and for now, so this particular Sandy who's sending you there is going to say goodbye. I hope you enjoyed uh, this conversation with Todd Herman today on Sandy Rios. 24-7.